while meditating on the word for us to share this morning, this aspect came upon my heart, and that is with regard to, it came so heavily. Every one of us, we have taken prescriptions at one time or another. We've been given antibiotics to be able to take at one time or another. And when we are given those particular antibiotics, you are told maybe either take them either three times in a day, and we faithfully take them in the morning, at whatever time, at least we make sure that we have spread them across the day so that it is three times or whatever time, number of times you are supposed to take them. And even if the sickness is still manifesting in the body, there's that confidence that you know one continues to take those particular those tablets or whatever it is, prescription one has been given faithfully. You know, there is that confidence that ah, after 10 days or after 7 days, the sickness is going to do what? It's going to disappear. So whether the symptoms are there or not, many times you find people don't, they are not worried anymore because I have the prescription. So they will keep on taking it on until after 10 days or whatever number of days, that sickness disappears and the guy is out, out, out about and going. But one thing happens. When it comes to the world, to our healing and the issues that we face in life, and many times when we come for prayer, or when you go for prayer anywhere, many of the times that one goes for prayer now and immediately says, ah, but nothing has happened. I've prayed, but nothing has happened. So they, they prayed, maybe prayed once, all right, and nothing has happened, and they get discouraged, say, hey, God is not working, or God has forsaken me, or God has for, forgotten me. And they tend to lose their confidence or their trust in God, or in the Word, or in the Word of God. And yet, in the natural, when the sickness is there, they don't complain about the sickness. They faithfully take the tablets until when the healing is passed and gone. And this is the thing that the, it's being, we are being challenged and being drawn out unto. The word of God, the Bible says, it is health to all our flesh. It is healing to our flesh. If you are to read Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20, it talks about that this word is healing to all our flesh. It is medicine for you and for me. And if at all we want to experience it working in us, you must take it as much as you are supposed Take it in the morning, take it in the afternoon, take it in the evening. And how do you take the word of God? You take the word of God by speaking it out. As you speak the word, that is the taking of the, your prescription. Because your spirit, your body has to eat, to, to, to ingest, so that it may be able to grow. But your spirit has to speak out, so that it may be able to grow. And whatever God has said, because the, the, he said, you will not live by bread alone. Your spirit doesn't live by bread. It lives by the word of God. Praise God. That word is the word that gives life to your spirit and gives meaning to your spirit. And if you do not take that word, then you can rest assured. You are going to continually to grow weaker and weaker and weaker. And what came upon my heart was this. It kept on coming upon my heart that, you know, it's just like as the Lord was putting upon my heart that many of you, my children, you are not taking your word. You are not taking your medicine. Your medicine, your Bible, either you look at it. I'm not talking just about reading the Bible. What I'm talking about is speaking the word of God 
from your own mouth over and over, over and over. And the, the conviction was that many of us, we are not doing that. We can speak many other things throughout the whole week. We may not even to remember, remember even to mention even one scripture in the whole, in the whole week. And I want you to ask yourself as you are seated there and as I, I am speaking, let me ask myself and you ask yourself, how many times have I spoken the word of God this day, this week? How many times have I meditated or th thought about this word of God in, 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 the, in the whole course of the week that has gone by? How many times have I taken my prescription of the word? Maybe I've watched games, I've watched sports, I've watched films, I've spoken, told stories. Maybe I've slandered, maybe I've gossiped, I've done whatever there is to be done. But the question is, have I taken the word? Have I taken my medicine for the week? And if I have, how many times I've taken? Now let us put up medicine aside. Food, how many times do you take your food? You take your food so many times and even if it is between, even say, let us assume you take two meals in the morning and then forget about lunch. In between, I know many people will take snack, snack after snack after snack after snack. But, and by the end of the day, there is so much that we have taken. But how much of you, how much has your spirit taken in the course of the week and in every day that has gone by? That is a question I just want you to put to yourself. As you do that, start looking in your whole life and start realizing what, what, what fruit is being made manifest in my life as I have been going on. And as a result, this was laid upon my heart. We shall preach together. We shall read. We shall declare, speak these scriptures across. They are paraphrased. They are paraphrased. But the main gist of it, if you want, you can go home. You'll read the scriptures yourself. But whatever I've written there, I want us to read it out. So it is not me who is preaching alone today. It is you who is preaching. But you are taking medicine as I am taking medicine at the same time. That we will not sit there and just say, you know, I hear, I hear, I hear. No, I want you to speak it out. So that it will work in you as it works in me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord will be glorified in Jesus' name. Remember last time when we shared, we spoke on this particular aspect. That he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Praise God. Amen. And remember we said, he is not a sign standing here and telling you that is the way. He, he says, I am the way. You must get into him. Then you are in the way. He is not showing you the way. He doesn't show us the way. He is the way. And you and I must enter into him. So wherever he goes and whatever he does, that is the way. He is leading us into the Father because the Father, he says, is inside him. And so when we come to him, no man comes to the Father or no man goeth to the Father but by me. Outside him, there is no way. So do not wait for somebody to tell you that, oh, Jesus will show me the way. He will not show you the way. He is the way. And that's what he wants us to grasp. And when you grasp that, that intimacy, that relationship that he wants to have between you and him is so important. That's the reason why if it is a man and a woman, a man and a wife, a, man, a, a, a husband and a wife, 
That's the relationship that the Lord is looking for. When I am, whether I am in Africa and Florence is here, if I am in Africa, Florence is in Africa. If she's here, I am here. Wherever it is you are in the, in the relationship, this is what God is looking for. Wherever I am, what I am doing is affecting her. What you are doing is affecting your wife, whether you know it or not. What she is doing is affecting the husband, whether he knows it or he doesn't. That is the relationship that the father is looking to experience, to enact between us. That intimacy and that closeness for the glory of his name. And so in our relationships and in our work, in our work, he wants that realization. Then the power of God is going to start being made manifest, be it in our families, be it in our children, be it in whatever it is that we are doing. When we start discovering that when I am here on my own, I'm, when I am praying, it's not just me who I'm praying because I am one with Florence. Wherever she is, I am one with her. So anything I do affects her and, and hence that awareness is starting to bring in me, oh, how much harm might I be doing to, 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 this, to this dear daughter of the Most High God? And that's the same thing that should be happening to you in your own family and in your own relationship. Everything you do, start asking, how much is it affecting my husband or how much is it affecting my wife? And not only now, how much is it affecting my children? And how much is it affecting my brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ? Now I'm coming, we are a family. We are one body. You are not alone, praise God. You are not saved to be an individual. You are saved into a body, praise God. So never go in walking, assuming that you know, we live in a time when there is a sort of self, I, 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 I. Let that I be removed out of your life and remember it is we. We are a body. We live as a body. We survive as a body. He is calling a body to himself. That's why he calls it the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not made of one member. It is made of many members. And that's why you need me, I need you. You need her, she needs you. We need each other. And so briefly, I would like us to read these particular scriptures. And they are not scriptures, actually, they are words that we are speaking. They are mainly, actually, it is the, the scripture, only that maybe I've adjusted a few words here and there. But I want us to read accordingly, and the scriptures are there, so that you may know I've not removed things out of my own head for, for us just to, be, to speak them, for us to speak them out. But as you speak them, please, I want you to look in your own heart. These words, from what he indicated in my heart, I will do something in their hearts and in their lives as they take this medicine of theirs in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I've learned to be obedient. I will simply do what has been laid upon my heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Expect what it is that he will do unto you for the glory of his name. So we'll begin. I call it the healing balm of Gilead. It is a healing touch that the Lord is looking for to effect in your life and in my life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will accomplish it in your life and accomplish it in my life. It is something that was laid upon my heart. Well, I was seeking God's face with regard, with the regard of the of the healing, of the healing, healing, calling and the giftings of healings. And 
This, the, the, some, some of these, uh, they were laid upon my hand, and I read the, uh, most of them from her son, and says she's called Becky. And she has a powerful ministry of healing, and it has really revolutionized my, my life and, and, and the like. And I would like us to read these particular materials. It will help us, it will lift us up, and it will entrench us in the grace and in the knowledge of God. And if you will need one, you can tell me, I'll be able to get it to get you, I'll be able to get you a copy of what it is of whatever I was writing, I was trying to paraphrase round round about, I'll be able to get it, get it for you so that you can be able to, to, to make use of it. So in Jesus' name, I will urge you, let us let us read, you can use that one or the other one, whichever you want to read, let us read. Let us go from number one, I'll read one, two, three, let us go. I believe in Jesus Christ and in the power of his blood to heal. Once again, I believe in Jesus Christ and in the power of his blood to heal. Number two, Jesus bore my griefs. He carried my sorrows and pains. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was crushed for my wickedness. The punishment for my well-being fell upon him and by his wounds I am healed. Once again, Jesus bore my griefs. He carried my sorrows and pains. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was crushed for my wickedness. The punishment for my well-being fell upon him. And by his wounds, I am healed. The next one. I have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy, the thief. The devil who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am loose from the contents, the curse, within the hand of the enemy. And delivered from the spirit of fear and the power of death. Once again, I have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The thief, the devil, who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am loose from the contents that are within the hand of the enemy and delivered from the spirit of fear and the power of death. Next one. I am an ambassador of Christ. As Jesus is, so am I on this earth. Once again, I am an ambassador of Christ. As Jesus is, so am I on this earth. The next one. Like Jesus, I humbly walk in the power of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Therefore, I effectively do kingdom business to heal and be healed for God's glory. Once again. Like Jesus, I humbly walk in the power of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Therefore, I effectively do kingdom business to heal and be healed for God's glory. The next one. Okay. I possess the authority of Jesus over Satan and all his wicked works, including sickness and disease. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, nor will any plague come near my dwelling. Once again, 
I possess the authority of Jesus over Satan and all his wicked works, including sickness and disease. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, nor will any plague come near my dwelling. The next one. Blessed be the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. I thank him for all his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things and renews my youth like the eagles. Once again, blessed be the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. I thank him for all his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things and renews my youth like the eagles. The next one. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for you are both able and willing to heal me in spirit, soul, and body. I partake of your bread of life and drink from the cup of your new covenant to restore health to me and to heal me of my wounds with your healing balm of Gilead. Once again, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for you are both able and willing to heal me in spirit, soul, and body. I partake of your bread of life and drink from the cup of your new covenant to restore health to me and to heal me of my wounds with your healing balm of Gilead. The next one. The Lord Jesus is my great physician. I believe his report as declared in Isaiah 53. His spirit gives life to my mortal body and my faith in him makes me whole. Once again. The Lord Jesus is my great physician. I believe his report as declared in Isaiah 53. His spirit gives life to my mortal body and my faith in him makes me whole. The next one. All right. I heed God's counsel and choose life that I may live. I receive beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I take his medicine, laughter, and joy for my strength. I repent of my sins. I rid myself of bitterness. I forgive others. I empower my faith by love once again. I heed God's counsel and choose life that I may live. I receive beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I take his medicine, laughter, and joy for my strength. I repent of my sins. I rid myself of bitterness. I forgive others, and I empower my faith. By love. Amen. The next one. Amen. With wisdom from on high, I activate the sword of the Spirit. 
knowing that I possess the power of life and death in my tongue, I exercise his authority and cast sickness at its very root and seed and say, no disease will prosper in my body. Once again, with wisdom from on high, I activate the sword of the spirit, knowing that I possess the power of life and death in my tongue. I exercise his authority and cast sickness at the very root and sin, and say, no disease will prosper in my body. And then the next one, when I am weak, I thank him that he remains strong in me. And I boldly declare his abundant life, healing power, and supernatural strength to overtake my body in the name of Jesus. Once again, when I am weak, I thank him that he remains strong in me. And I boldly declare his abundant life, healing power, and supernatural strength to overtake my body in the name of Jesus. One more time. When I am weak, I thank him that he remains strong in me. And I boldly declare his abundant life, healing power, and supernatural strength to overtake my body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give yourself a hand clap for declaring the medicine of God over your life in Jesus. So quickly for the next few moments that remain before we summarize. When we last spoke, I spoke here, I think last time in, in January, if I'm not wrong. And we were sharing on the power of revelation, what God wants to do in your life and what God wants to do in my life. The revelation number one is knowing the Son of God. And we declared in Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 and verse up to 30. What Jesus says, he says in Matthew eleven twenty five to 30, that at that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. Then he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise the Lord. We touched that very rustic of, the, of, the, of what the Lord has called us unto. And what it is that he has declared concerning your life and concerning my life. When we share on the aspect, he says that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We touch that particular scripture. I will continue on and finish that particular aspect that the Lord had laid upon my heart. Because it kept on coming. After he had said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We declare in him you will find the way. For he leads you where he goes, you go what he does, you do what he thinks you will think. And what you, he looks at, that's what you will look at. What he eats, that's what you will eat. He says, I am the highway for the redeemed. He, Jesus, 
is the highway for the redeemed. If you want to walk in the power of redemption, in the grace of redemption, in the goodness of redemption, in the experience and the exhilaration of redemption, it is walking on this highway, which he says, I am the way. So my brother and my sister, make sure wherever it is you are, you are not holding on to a religious relic. Make sure you are on the way that is inside him. As he walks, you are walking with him. Don't go walking outside there trying to show this is the Jesus I believe in. No, you are inside him. Remember what he said when he says in, 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 in um, John chapter 15, I think verse 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. I want you to realize something. When you look at the vine, what is the vine? The vine, when you look at the vine, you will find the vine is made of the, of the, main, of the, main, of the main stock, if you may put it, and it has the branches. All of it is what we call the vine, isn't it? We don't call just the small stick alone in the center, that is the vine. No, it is the whole thing is the vine. And it is interesting that he says, I am the vine. Then he says, but you are the, bra you are the branches. What is he basically saying? He's, he's not saying you are attached to me. As a, as a branch. No. He is indicating I am the vine. You, 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 you are part of me. He says I am the vine. You are the branches. But I am. I am the whole. I'm the whole thing. I am the vine. But you are in me. And hence the fruit that comes from you is actually the fruit of the vine. Praise the Lord. It is his fruit. He, he uses you and he uses, or he manifests himself, let me say that way. He manifests himself through you and through me to manifest forth his fruit. And that's what he's looking for. As he says, I'm the way, and the, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Here is what he's looking for. You are the branch. You are part and parcel of me. If you find a branch of the vine falling, having fallen somewhere, you say, oh, this is a vine. You don't even if they say this was a branch, or you generally you don't specify. You say, Oh, this is a vine. Why? Because you are part and parcel of him. And I want you to ask yourself as you walk up and down in your business, in your work, in your home, in your conversation, when they look at me, are they can they see the vine? Or they are only seeing Paul. They are only seeing my character. When they see the fruit, is it the fruit of the vine? Or is it Paul's fruit that is manifesting in this particular instance? The power of his revelation as he works in you and as he works in me will lift you up to a new, to a new level. We said he is the truth. He is a person. The truth is a person. He is not a fact. He is not a, a, a principle. He is not a creed. He is not a statement that we will say up and down. He is a person. And he is the word of God. This is part of who he is. Whatever it is that we have been declaring. But when it is in the pages, it is meaningless. When it is on paper, it is meaningless. It becomes meaningful when you speak it out. That is when you are taking that particular medicine because it is spirit. As you speak it, then it becomes for the glory of God. This word is awesome in the way it operates. I was speaking with my son, and suddenly we came upon a, 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 a strange concept. We, looked, we, we asked, have you ever seen the octopus? Yeah, well, if you look at the octopus in the sea, 
It is a very strange kind of creature. The guy can be going this way, then suddenly he will be going that way. Suddenly he's going, suddenly he's going. And that is as if the head, his head is everywhere. He can change any, any time. He can move whatsoever direction. He can go up, he can go up, and he can camouflage, change into whatever situation that he wants to change in. The way the Spirit of God works in your life and in my, in my life is, may as well be similar to that because you do not know where he's going to go. You do not know which way he's going to turn. But when you have his word continually pumping out of your spirit, you will be in tune with him. Amen. And that's what I'm seeking to encourage you, my brother and my sister. Let us become people who are going to be people who speak the word. Not just reading. No, I'm not talking about reading. I'm talking about you read, yes, you hide it here, but be people who are now declaring it over and over in the morning, in the evening, when you're walking, when you're driving. Let the word be coming out of your mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It will make a powerful change and a powerful difference in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As he, as he, as he, as he puts it, that, you know, he, 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 he enters, you know, he enters into you. Or when the truth enters into you. Or when you enter into the truth because he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's, that's the moment you'll be able to see things through his eyes. Through the eyes of truth. He says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How do you know the truth? Enter into him. He is the truth. He has got special lenses and special eyes. The moment you are inside him, he gives you the opportunity to start looking from within him. And you are able to see things that others do not see. So let that be a challenge to you and unto me. If you have not been seeing, let it be an indicator to you. It may be that I am not abiding in the truth because I'm not seeing in the freedom and in the liberty of the truth. And as we do that, his grace will abound upon our lives. And he finishes and he says, I am the, I am the light. That is because he is, you are. That is because I am then you are, your life is hidden in Christ, in God. He does not give you life. He takes you and implants you into himself. So you become part and parcel of life in the name of Jesus. You are to beam with life. It is not he has linked you as a hoiner with a pipe so that he, he releases some little life across to you every now and then, every other now and then, so that you continue living as you move up and down. No, he has soaked you into himself and he embedded you within him that as he moves, so you move. As he leaves, so you leave. And that's what he's asking. Is that the experience of your life? Is that the experience of my life? It only happens by revelation. And God wants to lift us up and yank us out of our religious mindset. Of expecting that, you know, I will go get that so that I may become this. No, he wants us into him in wholeness. And just as we've been encouraged over and over again, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That kingdom, as we enter into that particular kingdom, that's why you end up finding all that you may need will avail itself because you are already part and parcel of the kingdom. When you desire something, so you've, uh, our sister testified one time when we were laughing. She, she, she said at some point, when she, they would, she would think of, oh, I'll need, I, I, we need some money. 
and suddenly I, I was laughing. He said, they said they turned on it. Suddenly she found there was a 20 pound, oh, that was a 10 pound or a 10 pound note. It had fallen, it had fallen down there. And it was a one, and then she just, by that time, she was in hospital, she, she needed glasses. Somebody appeared suddenly and offered her some glasses. That's a stranger. Do you imagine somebody giving you glasses? The sister is there somewhere here. She's looking at me, so she knows what I'm talking about. Somebody offered her the glasses. And strange enough, the glasses fitted her. She was able to use them clearly, to read them clearly. But then the strangest of the strangest was when she had figured, I think the, the, the person disappeared who gave her the glasses. So she went to the other colleagues to ask them. Has that man left? Everybody was asking, which man are you talking about? There's been no man. Nobody has been around here. Why? An angel, it must have been an angel of the Lord. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. Amen. As you abide in the kingdom and as you learn to speak this word over and over and over, this word will take care of you and take care of your family, take care of your children, please the Lord. He knows what you need. My son, my son challenged me yesterday night and it was quite an interesting challenge. He was telling me, why do you go asking for specifics? You say, oh Lord, I want that, I want that, I want that. Aren't you limiting God? That was quite a challenge. That I too limiting God. He says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why can't you learn to thank me? Just, just start giving thanks because I know what you need. Even some of the things you, you need, you don't have a clue that you need them. But I know you need them. I will supply because I am the Lord your shepherd. And as you thank me and as you open yourself to me, I will take care of all those particular aspects in your life. But one of the things we do in our life is we are so specific. Oh Lord, my knee is hurting. Heal, heal my knee, heal my knee. At the same time, the back is hurting. But because the knee is the one that is hurting so much, you will keep on talking about the knee. You forget about the back. Uh -huh, true. And so you say, heal my knee, heal my knee, and you forget about the back. He says, I know what you need. I know also your ear needs to be healed. I know your toe needs to be healed. I even know that I has a problem in it. Just thank me. I will take care of you. And that's why he says, I am the life. Come and walk in me and you will experience me. Now, the, the, the bit that I will finalize with is where he says in John chapter 8 and verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12, he says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, realize something about a light. He says, wherever light appears, Darkness does what? Darkness disappears. So darkness is actually the absence of the absence of light. Any moment when darkness is manifested in our lives, it is because light is not shining in that particular area or in that particular aspect of our life. But he says, I am the light. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Now, he has told us to come into him. If you read Psalms 119, verse 30, 130, he says something into it. He says, the entrance of your word brings light. 
and gives understanding to the simple. Why am I t- telling you to, to, to take the prescription of the word? The entrance of your word, Psalms 119 and verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light. If you want to experience this light that Jesus is talking about, he is the word of God, my brother and my sister. Don't stop wasting time in thinking or talking about yourself or talking about your problems. Concentrate on declaring and speaking what his word is saying. You know, continually, you know, refuse to be moved from that particular word. As you take that prescription over and over again, the darkness is going to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rest assured the darkness will leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will receive the answer that you've been looking for, for the glory of God in the highest. Daniel chapter 2 verse 20 and 23. Daniel speaks some very interesting words. When Nebuchadnezzar had dreamt and, and he comes and he comes, he couldn't know the dream. When God reveals to Daniel the dream, the, the dream you, uh, listen to what Daniel declares as he, speaks, as he speaks across in Daniel chapter 2 verse 20. From verse 20 says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep secrets. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. Light dwells with your Father in glory. And Jesus says, I am the light. And he has said, come unto me, follow me. He has said, come into me. In, basically, as we have said in the first place, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the light. And as he is the light, if you are in him, your life will be complete. He breaks the yoke of depression and breaks the yoke of, you know, that particular yoke of feeling continually down and lonely and what have you. Light, you know, chases away that particular darkness from your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He promises. The son of righteousness shall rise over you with healing in his wings. As light rises over you, healing will be made manifest in your life. But how much of that light are you allowing in your life? Are you allowing in your your family? How much of it are you speaking out? We are experts in speaking of our problems, of our pains, of our setbacks, and of our discouragements. Many times they sound sweet. You know, many times strange. It is very strange. It is very strange. That's how we are human beings. Every now and then, we like talking of the negatives in our lives. It's like, like seeking pity. You know, it's a pity party and seeking sympathy. But God is looking for the opposite. He says in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. He hates the issue of us coming and standing in the presence of abundant joy. I say, oh, Father, you know, life is so difficult, oh, God. And it is in the presence of abundance of joy. What do you think? He thinks of you and he thinks of me. Let us change our mindset for the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is for your good and it is for my good. He says the path of the righteous is that the light, like the light of dawn and shines brighter and brighter till the noonday. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn 
And I think that should be Proverbs chapter 4, I think around verse 18, thereabouts. That the latter part of the righteous is like the light of dawn. This word, he, the entrance of his word gives light. My brother and my sister, eat and start speaking this word. Don't give all that. Have pleasure in speaking the word. As you speak it, as you declare it, paraphrase it, whichever way you want to paraphrase it, so long as it is the scripture. Your life, the lives of your children, the life of your business and your work will change because you are shedding forth light into those particular areas in the name of Jesus Christ. The choice, the choice is yours. And uh, so let, 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 it's my prayer that, you know, that, that every scheme of darkness against each and every single one of us be broken in the name of Jesus because as light comes in, that particular shadow of darkness is broken in Jesus' name. So he says, as we said, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn and shines brighter and brighter and brighter. Ask yourself, is my path shining brighter and brighter? If it is not, I want it from this today. Start declaring to the Lord, my path will start shining brighter. Start speaking that word. Say, I, I am the righteousness of God. My path shines brighter and brighter until the noonday. My path will shine brighter and brighter until the noonday. That is the word of God. You'll be surprised at what is going to start happening in your life and in your relationships and in your experiences. There are people who have been sticking on you like, you know, like those ants that do not want to let go, like parasites they stick on you and you wonder what am I going to do to do with it start declaring the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn as that light shines it will cause that parasite to let go it is too bright for him or for her for yeah. some strange reason you have not cut him off they will let go themselves in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ why because you are continuing to declare the word either they will change that they may be able to receive this Lord and their lives be transformed or they will let go in the name of Jesus Christ. It is your choice. It is my choice. The, the decision, the decision, the decision is yours. And remember when he says, I am the bread of life in John chapter 6 verse 35. When he declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be, go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. It's my prayer that we shall find satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And it is also my prayer that he will quench the thirst of worldliness from our lives and refresh us with his presence in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you want to go deeper with God, I encourage you from today, not a matter of hanging around Jesus. No, I want you to tell Jesus, Lord, I don't understand it, but I am in you and I want you to breathe over me your life afresh in the name of Jesus Christ. As he engaged the earth, which was chaotic, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, he wants to engage you. That the chaos in our lives will be changed because my people perish for lack of revelation. And as he engages you by his spirit, that revelation is going to change your very life and my very life from the systems of the world. Our thinking has been so much lined up with the world and the way the world does its stuff. And hence we think like the world and we do our businesses like the world. 
We look for motivational speakers to speak to us so that we may be motivated to go to do something. And we do it in the style of the world. And we say that God has given me success. God does not do things the way of the world. He does things by the way of his spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is what he's calling you and unto me to. As he engaged the earth in, the, in Genesis, he hovered over them. If you, if you see Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the spirit hovered over the chaos. The revelation will start coming out of that particular chaos as you wait and wait and wait in his presence. Don't be in a hurry to run away. I will go to Brother Paul for an advice. I will go to Sister so and so to prophesy to me. We live in a time when we run to people to tell us answers when he has given you the greatest counselor of all times to be able to give you counsel, to be able to give you insight and understanding. And he's the one who is hovering over us and not only hovering, he is living on the inside of each one of us. He wants to unveil our understanding into that particular depth of his grace and of his goodness. And as you go home, go with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 23. There are four things that I want you to ask for his revelation. We've spoken over them before, but I want you, God wants you to go home and ask for his to shed light on these four aspects because he wants to transform you where you are, what you are. You are not going to be what you are seeing yourself are. He's going to lift you up and to transform you into something totally different from what it is that you've been thinking you are all along. He wants to enlighten your, the eyes of your heart. And these four things are the ones that he wants you to come to understand and to grasp. To know the hope. To understand the hope to which he has called you. To know the hope and to understand that hope to which he has called you. Scripture says, hope does not make ashamed. Hope does not ashamed. And the hope of God, there is something about the hope that he has called you unto my brother and my sister. I can't be able to go into the depths of it. Maybe another day we will. The second thing he speaks of, he wants you to know the inheritance that he has placed in you. He speaks in that scripture, he says, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you as an individual, in the saints as a whole. There is an inheritance. There is a power of his life. You, you, if somebody maybe has granted you 40 million pounds in an account somewhere as your inheritance, and you don't know that particular inheritance, and hence you are walking the streets as a homeless man or homeless woman, you don't have food to eat, and yet to your name and to your account, there is 40 million that is lying there waste, only earning interest, only under banks enjoying it because they are continually loaning it out to people. You are never making use of that particular inheritance. And my brother and my sister, I want you to go ask him, what is the hope? One. Number two, what is my inheritance, oh God? What inheritance have you placed in me that I need to know so that you may tap into it and start making use? And then the third thing, I want you to ask him, what is the power? He says, the exceeding greatness of his power unto us words that believe. Ask yourself, you have said, Father, that there is a great power that you have in me or towards me because I believe.
Now, where is this power? I want to discover it. I want to experience it. You only experience it as the Spirit opens that particular door of where it has been hiding all along. It is somewhere in your closet such that you have not known this power. You have walked in weakness and in defeat. But that power is hiding in that particular corner. He's waiting for you to go and pick it up. I remember a time when we were young. Somebody came to home, to my home and uh, to our home, and he gave dad a parcel, a, a, very, a very heavy parcel. Dad tried to carry it so hard, he told the man, ah, put it in that corner. So he, he, he put it in that corner and the man went away. Dad never looked into that particular parcel. He never bothered, he told everyone, don't bother about that parcel, leave it alone. You'll be surprised that parcel stayed in that corner for more than four years. In our house. Stayed in that corner for more than four years. Then, then after four years, this man suddenly appeared out of nowhere. He entered the house and he looked, he looked out, he was trying to look because he had disappeared for a long time. He asked God, oh, Agri, my dad was called Agri, Agri. Do you remember that parcel again? I just came to check whether maybe you still have it or maybe you threw it up. Maybe you threw it away. I thought maybe you might throw it, throw it away. Then the dad told me, ah, oh yeah, that parcel of yours. Where you kept it is where it is. Where it is. The man looked at my dad. You mean it? He said, yeah. He went and he took it. And he, he pulled it, he pulled it, he brought it, he brought it here. Then he told my dad, you are a very interesting, very faithful man. I knew there's nobody else that I couldn't trust with this. You know what it was? There were seven bars, heavy bars of pure gold. <laughs> that one was so heavy. With seven bars of pure gold. In that year, they used to mine gold. And the guy had carried that gold and kept it in that particular corner. We continue to live not in riches, but we were having riches by our, by our side. By our side. The man had given it, he knew he would never find it. But he just let me just go and check. There's a high chance these guys never knew what I had given them. He, he, he gave Dad some, some lump of money, but he told him, Dad, have you ever had something called gold? That's I mean, yeah, I've never, but I've never seen it as such. It re, in real thing, how is it on rings? The man pulled out one of the bars and told him, this is what you called? Wow. <laughs> wow. That you may know the exceeding greatness of the power of God that is in you. And finally, he says, that power is far above all principality, all rule, all authority, all, all, all dominion over every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that world, in the age which is to come. There is much healing, there is much deliverance that is on the way. But it is when you and I will discover the hope, the inheritance, the power, and that aspect that is far above anything that the world can offer or the devil and all his hoods can be able to resist. Shall we bow down?